Kedushin about Nevoah. And as we said, uh, as a as a build-up towards Nevoah, right? So first we have to understand the the general layout of the spirituality of a person, right? So there's a spiritual, there's the physical, how the spiritual is connected into the physical, um, and, and of course that's ultimately going to help us understand how information is going to be transmitted from up high to down here. Okay? So we are in the middle of Oth Dalid, and we're talking about the fact that the Neshama is made up of um, really, although we call it a single neshama, but it's really made up of many separate parts. Um, they, they're loosely, as the Ramchal himself will say at the end of this os, uh, they're loosely described as being five major parts of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, and Yechida. Those are the five most usually um, one hears the discussion about three parts of Neshama, Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. Right. So, what about these other parts, the Chai and the Yehida? Where do they go? So, they are included. When we say Neshama, this third higher part, Neshama. So, the Neshama part um, is really speaks to everything from there up. So that means the Neshama. So, you're going from the uh, Neshama, Chai and Yehida. So, if if I'm looking at a three part system, it will be Nefesh Ruach, and Neshama is everything above that. If I want to break that neshama down into its subparts, then I'll discover it has um, inside of it the true neshama and the chayin echidah. Got it? So we have five levels. Nefesh ruach. We can refer to the entire thing above it as neshama, or we can break it out. We can see the lowest part of that as being neshama and chayin echidah above that. They're equivalent? They're equal? No. Oh. What? Yechidah is the highest. Chidah Chai. Chai, yeah. The, the um, abbreviation for this, in case you ever come across it in this forum, is Naran, is Nefesh Ruach Neshama, Nun, Resh Nun, and Naran Chai is the abbreviation for the, for the full five, Nefesh Ruach Neshama, Chaya Yechida. Okay? What does this translate as? Uh, Chaya means the living force, the, 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 the thing that gives life, and Yechida is the singularity, the, the un, you know, absolute unity, oneness. We're not going to go into right now w- you know, what exactly they are, why they are, um, they do have a different nature, Chaya and Yechida, that's why they sometimes uh, are spoken about, sometimes not, but um, Are they, not are those higher in the Shamas? Interacting with anything? They're just, they're just. These the are different parts of the neshama. These are different parts of what we loosely call the neshama, yeah, right. or or the you know, the the, uh, the the nefesh, hanivzelus, or whatever terms we want to use, right? So it really subdivides into these five. Um, so we, so we're talking about the fact that, but really, it's many more than that because, like we spoke out last time, each one of them is made up of many different parts. And, um, you know, uh, that's why the Ramchal uses these two terms of it having um, many halakim and many madregos, right? So halakim is different parts, like we spoke about, you know, uh, in an apartment, right, of different types of rooms, right, that make up an apartment. Those are the different halakim parts. This is a of yeah, so okay. so that would be let's say, or it also within within on each level. So let's say on the level of ruach, right? So within that you'll have five halakim of nefesh uh, 
Nevesh Ruach Neshama Chayichid, within Ruach. So it'll be the Chalakim. And then that entire Ruach, that'll be a different Madrega. Like we spoke about a, you know, an apartment building. Each apartment has all the same rooms, mm-hmm. but then you have, you, the apartments themselves are stacked one on top of another. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the Chalakim because the chalakim are each is different from another, right? The bathroom is not the same as the kitchen, it's not the same as the bedroom. They're different in, in quality. Whereas madrig is different levels in the building, different stories in the building, they are parallel to one another actually, right? But on a higher level. Okay? So that's what he said over here until now. So now he's saying that it's possible. She's talik tzasmina chalakim, that sometimes we can lose some of these halakim, not lose them absolutely, but lose them from our functionality. I mean, imagine we have a certain level of, um, I mean, we have a very low level of conscious awareness of any parts of our neshama, right? That's like really low, like it's on the end somewhere right around your head, right? Then we have some sort of a subconscious feel, which actually we're going to talk about, it could be referred to as, as a person's muzzle seeing things and things like that. So that goes a little bit higher. It could be some other things. There are mashpia on me from a higher place. Then it's still, it's, it's impacting me in a subconscious way, right? In an unconscious way, whatever terms you want to use, right? Um, and so, so, so sometimes that bar of what, can, what parts of my nishama, how high it goes, which, how much of that impacts me can sometimes drop down and some of those parts can no longer impact me at all so it's as if I've lost them it's not, a, it's not an actual loss they, they don't like die or anything like this but they, but they um, are not doing anything for me right now right um, no, 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 not necessarily uh, we, we haven't yet discussed why this would happen let's first just say what happens, so either some certain halakim can be lost, like you know, like one of the rooms in the apartment can be under construction, mm-hmm. right? Or, um, or sometimes you know, we can gain new madrigas, entire new floors, right? Higher levels. Uh, the classic example that he brings over here is um, is the Neshama Yisera of Shabbos. We spoke about that last time, right? So Neshama Yisera of Shabbos means the, the, the overall amount of neshama that's impacting on you gets way bigger, right? It, it's it's, a, uh, it's an, uh, contrary to what people think. Again, in some places there's a mashmost, and the neshama is like a second neshama that you get. It's not exactly true, but it's not false either, because like he said earlier, we call the entire thing one neshama, because it is, it, it operates as one entire thing. But it is made up of different parts. You know, so... When we talk about, so if, if you see languages of, um, of you know, a second neshama coming in, neshama yaseira, like a second neshama, that's what it means. It means additional parts, additional segments of neshama. But really, it's all one neshama that's just getting bigger, it's getting expanded. Okay? Getting taller, getting fuller in every way. So that that's a, a classic thing that happens in Shabbos. Now, he says over here... It's nefesh ruach, like the additional nefesh Like I said, most of the time we walk around, we're totally not in tune, not connected with, with in, a, in any way with a lot of this, with a lot of what's happening. So on Shabbos, um, more of that gets connected up to us, mm-hmm. right? So imagine like a stack of spiritual entities up above you, right? But here's the tricky part, is that the Ramchal says that 
the, the, one does not um, physically perceive this in any way. One doesn't become more alive. One doesn't, um, you know, physically feel this in any way. The only thing we can feel, physically feel, or, or you know, uh, etc., is what the body is capable of doing, and, and that can't change due to the neshama. So what's the neshama you say? Oh, it's a good question. So, um, so, which also seems like that's not true. Maybe it's just like oh. how, how, inter- how I interpret. Oh, speak it out. I feel like that with Shabbos and what one has the ability to do, they're able to appreciate things more and feel more. That's at right. Ease. Perfect. Good. So, so the Ra- Rashi Mesachas Beitza and Daf Tazayna Mud Aleph. That's the way the Gemara darshans out. Uh, like we, we spoke out the Drusha last time, um, it, it, it darshans the concept of Neshama Um Rabbarak would like to um, debunk the myth of um, calorie-free eating on Shabbos. <laughs> right? Um, okay, yeah. That's, uh, I haven't found the source for that one yet, but there is a bounty... There's a bounty on that. There's a number of ladies that put together a pretty sizable um, fund <laughs> if, if for anyone that can find a source for this. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So I was skinny before I went to Yeshiva. Well, nobody is saying that the other six days of the week is... Uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I never ate dessert before I went to a Shabbos table. Oh, yeah? Stop. Wait. Wow. Wow. The Rosh Kol is about to say Gemara. So the Gemara in Beitza says, uh, when Darshan's out, this concept of Neshama Yisera from the, from the Pesach of Shavas Ve'inafash, like we spoke about last time, so Rosh is so the Neshama Yisera, so I should be out, what is this Neshama Yisera? Neshama Yisera um, allows a person, interesting, interesting um, concept, it allows a person to um, eat and drink more food without becoming disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems... So, perhaps that's where the rumor with the extra calories started. I mean, not, not that it's calorie-free, but that usually, you know, by the time that you're hitting, like, the third piece of cake, you're like, you know, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> you know, like... Um, and and uh, whereas on Shabbos, you can. Why is that a Milo? Oh. That's the, that's the real question, right? So besides being a, a faulty place for people to hang their, you know, their rumors on so they can break their diets and things, right? But why why would that be a, a good thing? How is that? Why would the Neshama Yaseri be interested in that? So what it means is, I think we, I think we spoke about this with the Shalom HaKadosh, no? Um, so... Um, so first of all, what Rashi, what I think Rashi means is that there's always a struggle between the physical and the spiritual, right? Of where am I holding? Why, why is it that at a certain point a person eats and and the, and the neshama is katsaba? Is because, like, uh, I, I'm getting so physical, like, I, I can't take it anymore, right? So... Uh, if, if the neshama is much more powerful, if it can access more spirituality from it, it can it can tap into it, whatever it is. So then, uh, so then, it can 
it can, so to speak, fight with more physicality and still succeed. Right? Now, Shalom Kodesh says, not to say that a person should therefore push the limits and, you know, like, okay, I guess I, you know, need to eat now twice as much until I hit that, you know, red line of being disgusted by the food. On the contrary, right? It means this is a time that, that obviously is a very spiritual time. A person should eat, they shouldn't be hungry, but then the rest of the time, person should be involved in spiritual matters. That's an important thing to know, not to misunderstand that Rashi, that there's any mitzvah to do that. But but the point is that even in the machalim uh, and, and the drinking, we can find some spirituality and therefore, uh, so to speak, the neshama can tolerate it more. Okay, but so 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 what we see from this, I think, is a good example of what Yosef was saying as well. These are not concrete physical things. I mean, what the Ramchal is coming to say is that, you know, an atheist, right, um, walking through the forest for three months, right, will not walk out and say, hmm, I, you know, gee, it was interesting. Every seventh day I felt something interesting happened to me. You know, I felt kind of like more energized and whatever. Like, no, not, nothing like that is going to happen, right? If, however, if a person can tap into his nisham on some level, right, some sort of a, you know, uh, you know, like he himself is about to say, that the nishama does uh, impact on the body in, in certain overtones, certain psychological states of mind, you know, um, you know outlook, a, a breadth of, 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 uh, of, uh, of perception, um, th- that that uh, certainly is possible on Shabbos. Now, uh, certainly, it, the more um, tuned the person with, is with it, the, the more a person's spiritual level naturally is higher, right? The more that, the more he's going to feel that. Rav Tzadok talks very much about how almost every time that uh, the kiddush of Shabbos is mentioned in the Torah, you'll notice it's almost always preceded by the words. Right? It's almost always linked. You work for six days and then you rest on the seventh day. So he says, it doesn't mean that because you got to make the money, you got to live. I mean, that's just obvious, right? What if you're a rich man? You don't need to do that, right? It means no. For six days, you have to toil in your Avodos Hashem, right? Now, it could be that your Avodos Hashem is to plow the field. And to, you know, work, lay bricks or whatever it is. It could be that's your Vodos Hashem. Fine, no problem. Right? Uh, could be your Vodos Hashem is to, I don't know, look over legal briefs or whatever it is. Right? That, so that's your Vodos Hashem. Uh, now hopefully you also have some parts of your day that are involved in, in Tefillah and Talmud Torah, which are higher levels of Vodos Hashem. But as we've spoken about many times here, a person's parnosa, if you do the correct Ashkafa, is also a chelik of Avodos Hashem, right? So, so you do that for six days. You work, and then as a result of that, you can rest. Like, like Hazal always say, right? The the analogy of a person, you know, it's, it's like a going on a sea voyage. The food that you pre- prepare before you go on the sea voyage is what you get to eat on the sea voyage, right? That's olamazeh and olamabah. Olamazeh is you, you know, you prepare the food 
and then the normal boy, you eat the food, right? So it's a result of how much I worked here is what we're going to have there. Same thing with the, with the six days of work and Shabbos, right? So the, the harder you work in Avodos Hashem, right? Whatever that may be, um, during the six days, the greater your dveikus and closeness is going to be to Hashem on the seventh day, right? So the, there's some people they like you know, the. They, they don't like working hard on, during six days in the Avodos Hashem. But then when it comes to, uh, you know, Kabbalah Shabbos, they want to go for like a, a two and a half hour Kabbalah Shabbos, and, they, and they're going to be in this Dabek, and uh, like, uh, sort of start like explaining, like, no, no. He, there's a six-day build-up to it, right, to that closeness, right? He, all of a sudden, you want to like turn it on. It's not like a button. You can't just turn it on. It's similar to, I've been talking about that also. Um, that you know, people want to walk into Tisha B'av and all of a sudden, like you start bursting, you know, tears rolling down, base amigdish, doing kriya, right? Like, where is that supposed to come from? I mean, are you spending time during? The days leading up to it, right? We're in the we're in Chodesh Av now, right? So, a uh, person has to spend time thinking about it, contemplating it, you know. Um, every tear that a person sheds during these days, you can imagine, you can expect for it to multiply, you know, fiftyfold on Tisha B'av. Right? But if it's zero tears shed during these days, so then it'll be zero times fifty. Yeah. Um, so, or if you can manage to shed one tear per day for the next, you know, four days, then um, then it'll be uh, two hundred tears. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So back to over here. So 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 Ramchal says that um, it's not a, these paulos are not concrete. They're not tangible. They're not you know provable in the court of law, right? Uh, rather, it's uh, it's certain uh, certain overtones, certain ways in which there's a, an overall feeling that can't be described but could be tapped into. Okay. That's Oz Dalad. Oz Hey. Um, okay. So far we've been talking about the actions of the body, that the actions of the body are not impacted by the Neshama. However, he says that the, the Neshama does have certain things that it can do. That's what we actually were just talking about that just now. So we said it, it, it does have some wiggle room. What does the Neshama do besides sending down a life force here to us, right, uh, uh, energizing us, etc., in a way that just that the physical body feels alive, but not really without any awareness of the Neshama directly, right? Um, besides that, the Neshama does have some wiggle room. We mentioned the reason why the Neshama is a spiritual entity. Why is it not in constant communication with the spiritual realms? Answer, because it's shackled, it's tied up with the body, right? So it's, to a certain extent, it's imprisoned in the body and therefore cannot communicate with the spiritual worlds above. Now, he says an exception to that, which is that there is some wiggle room, there is some ability. We, uh, the neshama is not entirely tied up. The lower aspects of it are tied up 
and that does anchor it in the body. Right? Obviously, these are all analogies. Not, when we talk about up and down, you know, kind of trying to fly away, these are all analogies. This is, these are not, this is not a physical entity, but uh, it helps us to think about it. We're not used to thinking about spiritual realms. So, if you imagine the the lower part of the shama, so to speak, anchored down in your brain, right? So then the upper part of it can kind of like flutter up and like the flutter in the wind up above, like the, um, what's the thing called? The crown of the rooster, right? The name? The, the red thing? Okay. So, um, What? Oh, the comb. Oh, the comb. Thank you, Jeff. Very good. The comb. Um, so, um, so that is so, so. The neshama too can can have some limited interaction with the spiritual realms. However, when we are conscious, um, basically, the consciousness is so strong, the brain and everything is so active that uh, uh, you know, we're, we're mostly blocked off. I'll, actually, I'll read this part inside. Um, but I'm starting in, in Oz There are some things that happen to it in a spiritual sense, meaning when it can act as a spiritual body, right? tied up. Haruchanim, it still has some interaction with the spiritual realms. Whatever uh, is by is being chained up doesn't prevent. However, a person doesn't actually get direct, concrete, clear uh, thoughts from it. With the exception that sometimes, in a very minuscule way, that will happen. Where a person has a certain feeling. Sometimes people can feel, um, you know, that maybe their their time is coming to an end. You know, even if the person is healthy. Right? But they can feel that, you know, they start start feeling something. Right? The, he says that's what the, the Gemara, in a number of places, says the following expression... Even though the person himself didn't see this, but doesn't see this spiritual thing, he's not aware of, not able to anticipate the future or whatever, right? But his mazel sees. His mazel in this case means his his soul sees it, and the person on some subconscious level gets that message, and he may even sometimes say things that you know, kind of has a Ruach HaKodesh in it, right? A number of places in the Chumash, Rashi says this as well, right? That, that someone, someone is saying something, they don't even know really what they're saying, but they are kind of prophesying um, because um, because their Neshama is aware of it, right? So, so it's, uh, you know, not a Freudian slip, but meaning where... where on a subconscious level, this is in their mind already, and therefore they'll say something, even though they meant to say something different, but it'll come out this way with this connotation to it. Okay? Um, okay. But as far as clear thoughts, as far as actual actual thoughts, that you don't have, while, while in the state of being awake. 
Yeah? And part of that is because the mind is so strong and so active, it holds on to the, to, to the, so to speak, the reins a lot, and they're not letting anything through. He doesn't say that here, but the morale says as much in, you learn Perakakonis, right, in, in Yeshiva? In, uh, okay, I thought, I thought you, uh, okay. So in, in, uh, in Boakama, Perakakonis says that, um, that if if uh, if Eliyahu Novi is coming or if Malachamov is coming, so so dogs start barking and, and mules start braying and you know, why? Because they're more like a clean slate, so they can kind of feel some things, right? Um, there's there's some Gemara to talk about maybe people with um, certain um, mental disabilities, you know, retardations, whatever, you know, being able to also tap into certain things, right? And that, that's because, uh, that's because, you know, there's a lot less going on. It's kind of like a, um, you know, we have a very high volume of uh, background noise, of white noise. So anything that's not loud enough is not going to appear on the radar screen. But somebody who doesn't have too much um, of that happening, so then, you know, there could be certain things that could come out. And Rashi say about Yaakov Adinu that Someone who's 30 days from dying has a sense of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it could be. I don't remember it uh, per se, but that that it is tickling something. Okay. Fine. So um, so that is all in a state of awake. Now we're going to go into. Nighttime. This is where transitioning over now into into nighttime sleeping. First, we'll discuss sleeping. Once we discuss sleeping, we're going to start talking about dreams. Once we're going to talk about dreaming, about actually receiving information from up above in your dreams. Ultimately, like I said, leading towards the vua. Right. So okay. starting with vav is sleeping. Sleeping right now. Yep. So step number one, the the reason for sleeping uh, altogether is um, you know, Hashem, sim- simply speaking, is, listen, Hashem made a certain recharge station, right? Is a, you, you got to recharge your tank, right? Like a like an electric car, right? You got to park it overnight. It's, it's a slow charger, right? takes takes a, a while to recharge it, but uh, very, uh, efficient during the day, right? So, so that's how we are also... Why? Oh. Why do we need a... That's a good question. We have to spend energizer bombs. Right. Okay. Good question. Yeah, but that's that's what he says first. First, you just want to okay. lay Fine. down Fine. what he says, but yeah, definitely, that's a very, very fair question. In this league, right? right. The why, why is there welcome in this league? In, in, uh, <laughs> in, in Gemora, in, in Gurarie, first we want to work on the, on the difficulties, right? What, right? And then the technical. Uh, here we are, we are allowed to venture further into why's... Why would Hashem do such a thing? Um, we can't. We can't know for certain, but we can offer. You know, meaning everything that everything that the Ramchal or Maral or anybody writes is, is always, of course, together tamem, tamem, giving um, um, reasons for something. But it's never. It's never. It's never saying that this is why Hashem did it because of the simple reason that what Hashem can, could have. If, if this is the reason, Hashem could have done this reason through some other way. So why did he choose this way and not the other way? 
What? Yeah, but I'm saying any reason that we're going to come up with, we'll say we'll come up with another reason. But Hashem could have accomplished, Hashem has no end of how many ways you can accomplish anything. Right? So therefore, at the end of the day, at the end, 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 end of the day, the answer is because that's what He wanted. means to say, we, we cannot go beyond that. For sure, but 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 as far as us ourselves coming up with with a reason for it and saying this is the reason, it's not this is not the re- this is not the reason. This this is a calm a taste of the reason. I mean, it give it makes it that that um, that, I, that I see the wisdom in that. Right, that, that, that I appreciate that, but not to say, oh, and that's why Hashem did it. Because Hashem, if it's because of this, Hashem could have done it differently also. That's we spoke about that a lot more back in the in the first case. Look, if you those that remember. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so so it's it's a, it's a recharge. Um, like Ezra is asking, okay, but why make the why make us in a way that we need a recharge and then give us. You know, the, the we have to spend a third of it is recharging, right? You know, so with electric vehicles, okay, what can you do? You know, we have uh, limited abilities. We can only make certain things, right? So, okay, so you make... If they could make a car that, that, that never reads recharging, they, they would do that, right? It's just that the costs are prohibitive, right? But if they could do it, they would. So Hashem can do anything, right? So why did he have to make something that needs to be recharged uh, a third of the time? That's a very good question. Well, I thought because you had to be removed from the spirit in order to complete your, your tacos or whatever, right? Because you're put in this physical world where you overcome tests and stuff. So you're removed from the spiritual, but you still have to have some sort of um, like connection to it. What, and that's what sleep does? Yeah, isn't that like we, that, that's how, isn't that how it recharges you? I thought because it gives um, you like that link and the shaman goes back up, gets refreshed and comes back on. Allowing you to well, okay, but you're still not answering the question. It gets recharged. Why? 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 Why can't they just have enough charging power to not need the recharge? Right? Everything here is physical. Okay, and therefore what? Similar to what Josh is saying, you gotta go. You gotta. So create an atrophy in the world, therefore we atrophy throughout the day and need to recharge. To recharge. If we're, if we're uh-huh. constantly in a physical world, then you gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tap back into that spiritual concern. You need to give us a chizuk type of a thing, like a, like a, like a shab like Shabbos like Shabbos yeah, uh, you know, in the week is one day a week. Hashem gives us a boost. You know, to like, you know, help, uh, help, etc. Uh-huh. Um, so that would be great if, 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 if we all had like prophecy while we slept. You know, that would be very, very useful. Um, well, no, you probably do. Um, but I don't know, I don't know about the rest of us. You know, it's, dreams are supposed to be that. I mean, you, ultimately we don't know what dreams mean, so you have to, you can't, you can't So let, we're going to talk about dreams, right? Literally uh, coming up, so let, let's... Hold on, hold off on that, okay? But but I do want to say maybe a related thought. Um, the more Yuma and the Ein Vav asks the entire time the class were walking in the midbar. Why is it that Hashem only provided them with one day's worth of food? Meaning every morning they got a day. Yeah, yeah. Why why couldn't Hashem give them a week's worth? 
They're the parents. parents. What? And they don't care. They don't care about what? They don't care about Hashem. They don't care about having, like Josh said, relax. It's a lesson in yeah. being yeah. dependent on Hashem. Right. I mean, you mean, exactly. So, 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 you know, so Rabbi Shimber Yochai says, what do you mean? That's the closeness that, the closeness that you have is that, you know, that's, uh, if you have your own food, so to speak, you know, like, you know who Hashem gave his own food to? The, 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 the Nachash. One of the ten curses that Hashem gave to the serpent is that you'll eat from the offer arts. You'll eat from the from the dust of the lamb. So he can go anywhere. He can go go. That's it. Yeah, here. Yeah, like um, I remember I heard a story about some girl that her father was like a billionaire and maybe her mother died something like this. And so her father remarried the woman. His new wife didn't want anything to do with this girl. So they gave her a golden credit card. You go do whatever you want. You never have to ask. You do you ask. You charge whatever you want. Twenty thousand dollars a month. Do whatever you want. Right? It's a, it's a terrible. It's a mamish child abuse. Right? It's a terrible life to live. Yeah, that, that's that's what Hashem did to the Nachash. Here, yeah, take a credit card. I don't ever want to see you again. Right? So the total opposite of that is the. The Torah was given only to that generation at eight months. Why? Because they were people who lived with Hashem every moment. Right? Every day they understood, today I got my life from Hashem. Tomorrow is it coming from? Hashem. Exactly. So when we, so every day, we have to recognize, Oh, Hashem gave me a day. I've got a day of life. Now it's running out, I'm getting tired. You know, okay, yeah, I should do tshuva. Who knows? I mean, who knows? You know, who knows? Not, not everybody wakes up in the next morning. Right? <laughs> so if you feel like another... What? I had a friend, our age, who just didn't wake up one morning. I couldn't sleep for weeks. Wow. I had a fear of if I don't wake up, right? My modanis were never more powerful. Wow. There you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that, you know, so that's the, uh, you know, the, the Hamapel hopefully was also pretty good. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, the, the Kriyashma Alamita has a certain Bechino Vidui, right? Meaning a person saying like, okay, you know, I've, I've lived out this day. Um, you know, I did what I did. I certainly wish I could have done more, you know, um, Depositing my soul to you, Hashem, right? So, uh, so you view every day as a matana. In fact, in fact, um, the the Sfasema says that that's that's the unbelievable chesed Hashem did for us. That um, you know we can view the like we say like we say in um, in, in Birkas Yotzer Or, right? So we say Hamachadish Butu Bechol Yom Tamid. Hashem recreates the, the the world every day. Now the scientists say, "What do you mean? They recreate the day, the whole world? Well, yeah, we have satellites, we have video cameras. There's never, no, it's been twenty-four-seven. It's constantly being recorded. Nothing has ever ceased, right? True, but uh, but the human experience is that the world comes to a halt. We all get tired. We fall over. We're done, right? And then Hashem." Illuminates our eyes again. That's what we say in Hamapel, right? Hamir, Hamir, uh, uh, Yishon, right? So you 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 illuminate the pupil of our eye, right? So that's uh, that's perhaps a reason for for why Hashem did that.
um, there is there is also an unbelievable of tzaddik that uh, in Tzidkas HaTzadik that talks about the concept the Gemoyin Sanhedrin Daf Ayn Aleph Hamud Base says that Sheina L'Rushoyim sleep was created for Rushoyim so Rav Tzadik explains because people get into um, cycles right the way the Things work is in positive cycles and negative cycles. Positive cycles of mitzvah gurus mitzvah, negative cycles of aver gurus avera. Right? Um, we all see it. I mean, it's obvious, right? Uh, there's the, that's why, for example, the morning is so crucial, right? Why is it so important to wake up early, dav, you know, learn, daven, do as much as you can in the morning first thing, because that's going to define to a large extent the whole day. Right, um, you you get off you get off on the right, uh, so that, that 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 does that does a, a big thing, um, so, and then you, you hopefully you build more and more and more and more positive cycles, which is why for tzaddik shena is a very bad thing, because you're currently holding like if you if, if you understand the more uh, the the Mi'iri says that the more Torah you learn. For the, the longer the period of time that you learn it, it's like compound interest. The you know the fifth hour is worth like a hundred times more than the fourth hour, right? And so it just keeps getting more and more powerful, right? And Shkain talks about that. You have to. It takes multiple hours of learning usually to to break through all the blockages that we have in our heads, right? Um, all the Yitzharas, all the you know Machshavazaros, foreign thoughts, etc. Right? So, so person's done all this. And he's learning, and he, it's, it's going unbelievable. And then, like, you got to go to sleep. You know, it, 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 that totally cuts everything off. Right? In fact, that's why the Vilna Gon had a very interesting sleep cycle. Right? You, you know what the Vilna Gon used to do? The Gon would be awake for two and a half hours, and then and then nap for half an hour. He never slept more than half an hour. So since he never slept more than half an hour, I mean, maybe on Shabbos he did, but during the week. So then there wasn't, that's not called full-on sleep. It never broke his cycle. So he was, so he was, you know, going on, you know, after six days, you're talking about like over a hundred hours of, of, of a Voldus Hashem. You know, can you imagine the compound interest on that thing? <laughs> You're talking about exponents higher than what we're, you know, than 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 where we are, right? That's why it's important when you do learn, you know, the amount that we do learn, not to be massive, not to interrupt, right? Because you want to build that momentum, right? That's what the Vilna Gaon uh, used to do. Um, but for Rishoyim, it's a very good thing, sleep. Because what it does is, again, they get into a negative cycle. So you can imagine, you know, some of these um, people that end up, you know, committing petty crimes and things like this, right? The night started off with, with a few bad drinks. And then he got into an argument with his girlfriend, and then and then this happened, and he went to the bar, and then he lost the money, and then, you know, he got into a fight, right? If this night would continue for, like, another 20 hours, there's no question that somebody would be killed, right? So that's, uh, so, so good news is that... <laughs> 
that uh, you know he starts getting around three four a.m. and he's very tired and 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 then you know that's the end of that night he wakes up and it's a new start, right? So sleep was created for a shoyim. It's like a hard reboot to um, to you know give them give them a second chance. Okay, so that gets us up to the paragraph of Vehine. Yeah, so I guess we're going to discuss the dreams actually uh, next week. But let, let's let's coordinate that because uh, next week is already going to be Benazmanim. Um, so let, let's be in touch about that.